to let any of the podcasts out of the bag early, so let's just jump in. How's that sound? Roll it. How's Chad? How's Chad How's how's my testing one two three? Testing one two three. It's tolerable. No, I'm this kidding. is just it's this fine. is just the old uh, iPhone uh, headphone. It's good enough. It's good enough. All right, it works. Cool. We're capturing your voice. People can under people can hear it. So we're. <laughs> We're, we're into it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. With your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider. Eric, who's sponsoring us this week? This week's episode, we partner with CV Outreach. You can visit CV Outreach at cvoutreach.com. What is CV Outreach? Well, your church website has the potential to engage non-Christians with the gospel. First, CV Outreach creates a gospel-oriented landing page on your website, then using the latest online marketing strategies and a powerful advertising grant, CV Outreach connects your church website with people who are searching Google for answers to basic life or faith struggles. It's that easy. The viewer then has an opportunity to respond and engage directly with your ministry. Now, this is an amazing tool. Learn more at cvoutreach.com and your church can sign up for free. There's no strings attached. There's no marketing. Check it out. Learn more. CVOutreach.com. Thank you, Eric. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Phil Snyder. And on this very exciting episode, we have a very, very special guest that I had absolutely nothing to do with. This is this is the usual the, the, the guys here can, can back me up on this because it's the truth. Usually I say something like, hey, we should have a guest on. That would be really awesome. What do you guys think? And of course they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, cool, who should we get? And then we throw a few names around and I'm like, cool, Jeremy, why don't you see who you can get? It's Phil's baby. Hey, Phil's baby. Oh, wait. It, it, oh, is say, the video on? Say hi, Nora. Say hi. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we decided we would schedule a few guests just in case Phil couldn't make it. Of course, we want Phil to make it, so Phil's here, and that's awesome. Um, and we also have Phil's baby, which you all probably know about. It's bring your daughter to work day. That's what it is. <laughs> Chad, just so you know, Phil's wife just had a baby, which has been a big blessing for them. And then Phil's getting to experience baby number two and all the um, lack of memories that come with that. That's that's awesome. That uh, I'm probably almost in the same exact boat. My wife just had our second baby, and from the looks of it, it's probably about the same age. It was born December twentieth. So, well, uh, Nora's about one about one month older. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, so, yeah. congratulations. It, it, thank you, and, and to you as well. It's amazing how Thanks. little you remember. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like this the sleep deprivation. I'm like, oh yeah, this was actually yeah. really miserable. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure God designed it that way so that people would have more than one child. Exactly. Our first kid is seven, so we we've been out of this whole no sleeping cycle for four years. Oh wow! Yeah, you went you went seven years like that, Phil. You, you're even getting that whole like baby tech thing. You're like, wow, this is cool. Why didn't they have this with my last kid? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know that feel. Hey, Jeremy, why don't you introduce the guest? I can't believe you brought him here and you haven't introduced him. <laughs> Gosh. All right, Chad. Uh, so you get to be part of CV Outreach. Um, you were actually pretty affiliated at one time with Neil Smith. Uh, so we, so technically we uh, sort of inherited searchable.church. He sort of yeah. bequeathed it to us. And then we we changed the name to CV Outreach. Yeah. Are we, are we going to have to bleep that out, Eric? Be- bequeathed? Bequeathed? Okay. Yeah. I think we can say that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and and so one of the big things we actually wrote an article about this which you had responded to us which got a lot of traction as far as talking about google grants and 
Um, one of the big things when I wrote about this, I was actually running a ministry's $10,000 a month grant from Google to get free Facebook ads. Should we make it echo when you say that, Jeremy? Go for it. <laughs> like 10,000, 1,000, 1,000. When I wrote about this, I was actually running a ministry's $10,000 a month grant from Google to get free Facebook ads. And at the time it was, if you applied for this grant, Google out of their generous hearts, because they absolutely didn't get anything. It definitely did not raise the rates of their ads and they did not get a tax break for this, but all the churches could apply for getting $10,000 in free Google ads. As long as there were quality ads that you could then use and it would continue on as long as you're getting the hits for it. And it took a little bit of micromanaging and it wasn't a ton of stuff that was i was doing that maybe five years ago whenever that started i had introduced it about seven years ago i think um so fairly new to the program when that was going on but cv outreach has a whole ministry around it where they're actually helping people do this well and i don't want to take too much from you chad but at least before we talk about the changes for Google Grants, can you tell them a quick little pitch about what you guys do for churches? Yeah, so uh, we, like I said, we uh, Nils was very nice to sort of say, hey, yeah, searchable church is this thing, and we had, we were going to try to do the same thing. And he's like, hey, why don't you just take it over? So uh, we took it over. One, one of the key differences is we're we're a fully funded nonprofit, um, which is if people always ask this, but it's basically we we have a, a very wealthy. British uh, businessman who founded an organization organization called CV in the eighties, and CV actually is is a global nonprofit organization. We're just the North American office, but uh, because of that, everything we do is for free. So now we run ad grant accounts for churches uh, and do some other things as well. But it, but it's all for free, and our mission is just to connect people to the church. And so we, we help churches of any size, you know, all over the U.S., all over Canada. And we actually have churches in a few other countries as well that we're running ad grant uh, accounts for. Wow, that's awesome. So basically what you're saying is that you guys are going to write a blog post for Church Mag so that more people can know about you because you guys have an awesome resource. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, we, uh, yeah, we're, I mean, that's, that's sort of the thing. It's, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird ministry because this is essentially like a, agency style service yeah i was gonna say it's a service ministry yeah yeah but it and so it's sometimes it's it's sort of a a tough sell believe it or not in that like yeah we're not actually we're not going to upsell you at any time like this is not a scheme we're not collecting email addresses to like monetize it somehow um we're we're literally like we we have things we have goals and you know kpis that we are reporting on and that's that's really all we care about and they have to do with you know the number of people getting connected uh, to churches. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've been working on, you know, the ad grant strategy because it's more than just like AdWords stuff. It, we, I mean, we're getting on people's, uh, you know, the church's own domain. We're building landing pages for them. We're helping them, uh, track stuff effectively and giving them, you know, uh, a analytic dashboard so they can kind of see what's going on. Um, and then ultimately for the church, our hope is that they just sort of get to sit back and, and have people, you know, email them out of the blue off the internet to talk about uh, what's going on in their life, and hopefully get uh, connected with the gospel. So, when you guys set them up with the analytics dashboard, is this is this something that's um, does, is this breaking down like the Google Analytics? Because if you go into Google Analytics, you don't know what you're doing. It can be very very overwhelming. So, I'm assuming this is something that kind of funnels the important information, the high points, so that 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 just about anyone. 
essentially, could go in there, take a look at it, and be able to draw a conclusion? Or is there some education? I don't know. Tell, tell us a little bit about that process. Yeah, sh- sure. So, I mean, we're big on, you know, you are what you measure. And, like, we, we of course, uh, we measure everything, and we've got all, all sorts of KPIs that we're looking at. But for our partners, and this is really where it comes down to, like, we are managing grant accounts for literally, like, tiny churches with one staff member and we're managing grant accounts for gigantic mega churches that have a, a whole marketing staff, you know? Um, so we're not going to assume that everybody knows what they're doing or is on the same kind of playing level. Um, but so as far as the dashboard, we for a while used uh, Google data studio, which uh, conveniently uh, came out in beta right when we started doing what we were doing. Um, and we use that for a while, actually, until recently. But we've we've since moved to something that we created custom that um, that we now give to our partners. So whenever they're a partner, they get their own uh, login to sort of a back end thing where they can see a, a, a snapshot. And so those analytics are fairly light. I will call them top level analytics. We're really emphasizing the stuff we're going after, which is uh, the the ads point to landing pages on their site. There are two calls to action on, on those landing pages. You can watch a video and you can click a big fat button to email uh, the church directly. Um, and so we're measure, measuring those. We let them know how many visitors they got. Uh, we give them some sort of basic demographic information because people tend to you know, be fascinated by the age ranges and gender of people hitting their site. Um, and then, uh, you know, we've been adding some more sort of, uh, sort of topical information that it might be interesting. So we, we have like, at this point, we have like 22 uh, different landing pages that, that every church gets set up with and, and they're all topical. So it's, it's a landing page on loneliness, a landing page on, uh, marital struggles, a landing page on what is the meaning of life. And we, we have a bunch of these, um, and ads are all running to those. So hopefully, you know, somebody is Googling something and they end up on a landing page that is, is pretty relevant to their search term. Um, and anyways, in, in the, in the dashboard, they can see which landing pages are getting the most traffic and most responses and stuff. Um, but back to your question, like we also do whenever we onboard people, uh, create, cause a lot of them don't have it. And even if they do, we, we do this anyway, we create a, uh, Google account for them and which includes an analytics account. So if, if they wanted to, I mean, we're big on like, we don't own any of this stuff. This is it belongs to the church. So if they want to like completely nerd out on it, you know, they can dig into their own uh, analytics account. That's, that's excellent. That's excellent. And I, I really value, you know, the fact that you are, are doing that. You are giving them the full access. You're not gatekeeping it. You are enable them, enabling them. You're saying, hey, you have full access. This is under your control. Um, and, and, and if you're curious and you're not full and you're listening, not fully sure how all this works, you someone can um, – the, the analy- Google Analytics that is associated with your website – the the administrative rights, the login rights, like all that kind of stuff can be managed from within Google Analytics. It isn't tied to a user. It's tied to the website. And so these guys can spin it up. They can set it all up. They can have full access to it, full control over it, give you access. And at any time, they can, they can completely relinquish their control, and you can have full control over it. because and, and then you'll have all the history, you know, going back from whenever it started, et cetera. And so, or if you already have a Google Analytics account set up... 
and you want you want these you, you want their surface they can hook into that and it has all that history there um, and so I, th- that's really great because I always get nervous when I hear uh, organizations nonprofits churches when it comes to their when it comes to their domain name register when it comes to their DNS their Google Analytics and you begin to ask them about it and they have no control they have no access to it. and that you know that always makes me nervous you know because you don't always you know can you always trust people etc so you guys being so open-handed about that i think is is really impressive and hats off to you guys for that well yeah thanks and we we, we also probably are are one of the byproducts of us uh, keeping track of all this is we probably have a good record of all the, the usernames and passwords that the <laughs> pastors sometimes can't remember um right. and we're quick to be like oh yeah here you know here's your login and, and stuff like that but they never lose their passwords what are you talking <laughs> never about? never because it's on a post-it note next to the monitor right. but <laughs> you know you mentioned early on you talked about the the hard sell of this free service I, I'm so curious to know more about that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, sometimes selling something free is hard because, uh, you know, we're, we can't do the traditional sales tactics of like, this is a time bound thing and you, you get a discount and all that. Like it's, it's always free and it always will be free. So, uh, there's no sort of pressure tactics there. Um, and then, and then it's, I, I think the big question in the beginning for us was like, are we going to be able to get, uh, a lot of churches to trust us uh, implicitly enough to to give us like backend access to their website and to let us you know to give us their EIN even though even though we can look that up online but um, and to let us like you know check these boxes on Google and and do all this stuff um, because it's it's and and very quickly one thing we found which I think is important to point out is like we very quickly. T- like tweaked our message away from, uh, Hey, you can get $10,000 a month from Google. Oh, uh, we, we shifted it to be sort of, uh, about the mission we're working on and about, you know, you can have these strategies and Oh, by the way, yeah, the, you know, the reason we can do this is because of this grant. Right. Cause the, the, the driver and the catalyst behind this can't be the grant money. It's really, it's really not about that at all. Yeah, no. And, and so our, and this interesting enough, our founder, uh, the, the very wealthy gentleman that makes all this possible is, is like a super successful businessman. He's also a lot older and, and he, you know, is not a digital native native and was kind of like, well, wait a second. What if, you know, he had all these questions and he always does cause he's sort of is very good at scrutinizing stuff and figuring out if it's going to work or not. And one of his big questions was like, well, what if, you know, what if the, they take the grant away or, or something. Um, and, and we were, we very much emphasized that uh, our ad grant partnership right now is like the sort of the gasoline is uh is the is the grants like we have hundreds and hundreds of them and it it provides a ton of free traffic but even if the grant were to disappear and i don't think it will but even if it did um we still have like the piping set up if you know what i mean we have we have we have access to all these websites we have all of this all these assets built and and there are other ways to drive traffic uh to pages um so so in that way like this this isn't just an adwords scheme necessarily like we're we're trying to help churches realize that their website uh can be a functional outreach tool like and strategically structured in a way uh to appeal to people that that we can quantify the number of people that are searching for what is the meaning of life or the number of people searching for um what i just looked up the other day surviving infidelity like thirty thousand people a month google that exact phrase and so we're saying, you know, hey, church is like not not 100 percent of what you do should be about, uh, 
tailoring your message to other Christians in your area looking for the best VBS of the summer. Like, uh, they're like, we know for certain there are people in your area that are Googling, uh, these various phrases like felt need phrases and, you know, common sort of biblical questions. Uh, and it's sort of a, a novelty that we forget about, but like Google is ingrained in our society. Like everyone uses it to access all sorts of information and it's pretty profound that somebody would Google the question, what is the meaning of life? Um, and be, be going to the search results to try to figure out one of life's most existential questions. Uh, we're, we're trying to kind of cast vision for churches that like you, you can step into that, into their journey in, a, in an effective way. I feel like one of the biggest issues with doing Google ads with, with just general marketing, whether it's Facebook or something else, is ultimately um, the sure the process learning how to do it you could probably spend a couple hours a week um trying to figure out how it's done maybe even a little bit longer on trying to um, optimize what it is that you want to say to try to make the result more clickable or whatever but i feel like at least with what you're talking about the thing that's hardest to do is to find those search terms. And so the fact that you have already said, we already have a whole bunch of stuff lined up, you guys being a central location makes it almost that. I don't know if this is how you work. Cause I haven't actually used you guys service your service in this manner, but to be able to um, have a whole database of like, this is what churches are doing. I feel like on my end, as someone that's done this, that was the hardest part of, I literally would just sit in Google and be like, okay, what are some search results that come up with church? I type in church and then see what it autofills with. I go and do the um, the keywords that they'll kind of do with trends. There was so many different ways I had to like investigate and research. And that was constantly changing. Whereas for you guys, you kind of have a little bit of that set up for churches to consider, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's been one of the, the most fun parts about this as a sort of a snowball effect as we've continued to grow is that uh, the you know the keyword research just compounds on itself, and we we have a, a huge list of of search terms that we think are uh, ones that churches can and should be uh, in the mix on, um, but it's it's not exhaustive. Like we are always looking for more, um, and in in this and back to the hard sell though. Like one of the sort of nuances of of what we do, our strategy is that we, I'm not going to say we don't do it, but in a very minimal way, uh, we work on church-centric stuff. Like, we'll, we'll make one little campaign that's their local, you know, best church in wherever type campaign. And literally everything else, we are focused on trying to get in front of people that are on a spectrum from non-believer to nominal Christian. And those people have different uh, interests. They're Googling different things. They aren't necessarily Googling, uh, where do I find a church near me or something like that. Um, and so that then, and, you know, it's, there's no like wrong answer in this, but some, some churches aren't interested in that and they want it to 100% be traffic from their local area of, of people looking, you know, sort of church shopping or whatever. Um, and, and I'll, and I'll be honest, the people that we are targeting and appealing to some of those questions that come in are, are, are things that, that pastors aren't used to dealing with, you know? Um, and, and, and they can be pretty intense. They can be a little, you know, incendiary. Um, but, and, and sort of the cop out is like, you know, well, it's the internet. It's, you never know what's going to happen. But, uh, but at the same time, we, we get people that just, uh, you know, Google something you would never think of 
and then end up uh, clicking on an ad from a church they've never heard of, you know, emailing a pastor they've never met and literally like pouring their hearts out uh, to this random unknown person. And then the pastors get to step in there and do just like, you know, old school, like ministry, like talking to these people, uh, then, you know, discipling them. So in a real way, I mean, technology aside, just using this service and looking through the the search terms that lead to the church are a great way for pastors to figure out what's going on in their own communities. And what, what, are the yeah, and I, issues, what are the real issues and felt needs among people who don't go to their church? Right. And I, I should say, too, y'all are, y'all are teeing me up so good here. <laughs> we, we, just, we just started uh, offering this. We're just that good, want- Chad. I want you to know. We're just I that know. good. I was like... I didn't even tell you all about this, but we just started offering for any church that wants. Um, we'll we'll take all of our search terms and we'll run them locally in their county, um, just just as information, just for them to have, so they can see how many people that are googling, you know, divorce lawyer, how many people are googling, uh, you know, how do I find purpose? All all you know, there are thousands of them, and and it's and we've my our team is sort of you know, kicking me for doing that because they're sort of backlogged with all these people. Everybody wants it. It's really interesting. Like Google is a fascinating window into the private, private, like thought life of our society. And, and we always joke in our office, like uh, no one lies to Google. Every, everybody lies on social media, but no one lies to Google and, and your Google search history can say, I mean, it tells a fascinating story. Yeah. And this is something that I, I think that, I wish more of us in the church would understand, and that is the 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 concept of kingdom hours. Um, if if every church studied Google AdWords and search terms and all this stuff for ten minutes, right, and um, you would have ten minutes of knowledge, right? But if everyone did it, you add up all those ten minutes, and that's how many how much kingdom time you've spent collectively. Okay, but. Individually, you only have 10 minutes worth of knowledge, which, as you know, is just not enough, right? Whereas you guys are doing this day in and day out. You are focused on it all the time, dealing with so many different churches. The the wealth of information and knowledge that you have by yourself is so valuable, and, and it saves the kingdom so many hours of just raw manpower by using a service like yours. And so it, it's, it's almost like your cake and eat it too. It's a, it, there's no catch 22 here, right? So you gain, you gain the advantage of having an expert help you out, right? While freeing up your own time to do what you're good at. And I think it is such a powerful thing and it's, it's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I, and I will say too, um, you know, we, I, I sort of try to downplay the, the ad grant, even though we're, we're always trying to get people sort of onboarding, but it's, you know, it's not a, a magic chip to fix your church. It's not going to instantly make your website go viral, like all these sort of things. $10,000 is makes people's eyes bug out of their heads, but it's, uh, you know, to be realistic, like you will get a lot more traffic, but it's not going to just like completely make your church blow up necessarily. However, what, what you're talking about is what, what CB Outreach has sort of morphed into and grown into, which is is really fascinating. And I, and I think y'all can appreciate this. So we can, we can kind of dig into this if, if you want, but, uh, we now collectively have, uh, uh, the last time I checked, it's like 430 grant accounts in, uh, in the U S and Canada. Um, and so that's, you do the math. That's just a ton of, of spend. 
and in 2017, we we spent about 20 million dollars. Um, and, and, and back then before the changes, that's the $2 max cost per click. It equates to about 10 million, uh, unique visitors to various church pages. Um, and ni- 94% of which had never been to that church page. So that's all really cool. But what, what we realized a while back and we've been working towards is that that's also just a ton of information, a ton of data, a ton of user behavior. And so we, we doubled down in the last couple months on like, man, we need to, we need to make good use of this. And, and coincidentally, again, y'all are teaming me up really good here. Uh, tomorrow, well, I don't know when you're releasing this, but, uh, Valentine's day, uh, we're releasing our first, uh, we're calling it this, a CV outreach data driven report. This is like a sociological report, um, based on our own, uh, database of user behavior. And also we have, we've done some sort of, uh, unique analysis of aggregate publicly available internet data, um, and it's on the issue of loneliness. And the reason we, we chose loneliness is because, like you're saying, we, we have this sort of this uh, we've got this collective here and we have a very, very unique place where we can see all of this stuff going on. We can see on the back end all of the responses being submitted. Um, and we do you know, we do that for to for quality control and all that sort of thing. But we can also analyze all of those and, and find trends in the trend of loneliness well, was pretty overwhelming. Um, and so what happened was a couple months ago, we're thinking about, well, what, you know, what are we going to sort of research and analyze? And the former surgeon general of the United States comes out with this big, uh, uh, medical study. And he goes on this publicity tour saying that loneliness is a health, a public health crisis in America and that it's an epidemic. And that for the first time ever, medical studies are showing that loneliness uh, physiologically is comparable to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It's worse for you than obesity. Um, and he's on this big, uh, publicity tour trying to, uh, reverse the, you know, the growing epidemic of loneliness. Um, and so I read this study and like, Holy cow, because at the same time we have this live dashboard where I can see in real time, all the responses coming in. And it's just (laughs) like, I can just command F on my screen and it's like lonely alone loneliness. Um, so we, for this report, we were picking backing off of the, <laughs> believe it or not, piggybacking off the former surgeon general's med- medical study and saying like, look, here, here's the precedence here. This is an actual health epidemic, uh, that a person way smarter than me is saying. And then we're crunching our own numbers to say, well, let's look at the people that we've interacted with and see, uh, what we can figure out. And, and we're releasing, this is just a free report, whether or not you're a partner with us or not. Uh, fightloneliness.org is where anybody can go to, to download it. It's, it's 29 pages. It's, you know, it's sort of like a, you know, a Barna group type, uh, sociological report. And, uh, we're just hoping that the data sort of speaks for itself and, and churches can, you know, hopefully it either reinforces what they're already doing or sort of spurs them on in a, in a certain direction. Yeah. You know, I was talking to, um, a good friend of mine, Chris Ames, um, about, the church and technology, and he was talking about how places like Amazon and Google and large corporations, they're using data. Data is has become the new currency in, in the world, okay? It's all about the data, and unfortunately, at this day and age, you know— we think we're so cutting edge, the church being we, we think we're so cutting edge because we have mobile giving and we have responsive websites. When the truth of the matter is, we are we are tech poor in the sense that we're not using data. We're not collecting data. 
we're not using data to our advantage at all. And so when I hear you saying this, it excites me because I see the church is actually doing something that is really forward thinking or even just kind of up to speed with what the rest of the world is doing with technology and using data. Yeah. Yeah. We're our, our director is, is super big on that. And we, and, and I should say this isn't, I'm a marketing manager and I can do AdWords and all that all day long, but I'm, I'm not a data scientist. We actually contracted a data scientist who, uh, you know, we're, we're in a fortunate position where we can contract these people. We're not in that fortunate of a position where we can afford to actually hire them full time. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think many ministries can, but, uh, anyways, this, this guy's a data scientist at uh, MasterCard, like that's his day job. So he's, he's the one in our developer of building these backend tools to, to run all these stuff through these funnels and these algorithms and these topic modeling approaches, uh, to, to find, um, you know, some interesting stories in the data and, and, and loneliness is one where we did that. And we've, we've got a bunch of other ideas where we're pretty excited to, to kind of attack different issues. And, and I think the thing that excites me about it is as far as the church being tech forward, um, I think specifically what we're trying to do is say like, you know, the, the big C church, we can be tech forward, but what we're doing is we're being tech forward to study and try to better understand the people we're trying to reach. So, uh, like that's, that's, that's the goal. And it's, it's really, Absolutely. that's where it's um, at. That's where it's we, at. We, we hope the data is actionable. Like, uh, the, the irony in the loneliness report is that the sort of action items on the end are like, are like back to the basics. You know, it's like, we, we, sh- we should know our neighbors, you know, and we should, you know, use these platforms, uh, to actually engage with people and talk to them and not just broadcast stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, you should be available to talk to people when they have issues going on in their lives, like, like stuff that's not rocket science, but sometimes we need, uh, you know, a nice big statistic (laughs) to, to, to spur us on. (laughs) I guess my one question would be, um, you mentioned earlier, the landing pages that you provide for churches. So are those, um, do you help churches customize those? They customize on their own. Are those just stock pages you hand out to everyone uh, the same? Yeah. So there, it is a technically. So if if anybody's a developer, like these are technically very simple landing pages by by design. Um, it's just you know some header copy, a little copy underneath that, a video embed, a little more copy, and then a a big email button. And I and I should say too, because uh, you know for the tech forward people out there, we chose email. Uh, because the main reason was we didn't want to have to teach any pastors how to use some piece of software or response system. Uh, we know pastors not use email, so we're going to use email. Um, and, and believe it or not, for a while we were using a, literally a mail to link. Um, we're, we're, we've a little more sophisticated than that. Now we got a form, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, we, we develop them on their site. So we have to get access to their site. Churches have varying degrees of comfortability with that. And pretty much the, the, the consensus there is that the bigger the church is, the less comfortable they are with it. Um, um, and we've had, you know, our biggest churches, we've had to have, you know, Zoom meetings with their whole development staff to, to tell them we're not crazy or get their, their site hacked or whatever. But um, no, the, the, the site has some basic HTML, and then we match all the CSS to what their, what their site is built on. So it's their colors and stuff like that. Um, and, 
and yeah, that's it. So they, the thing about the landing pages is, and sometimes, and this is where pastors, if they, you know, and I don't know why a lot of them would, but if they have no idea about like digital marketing practices and best practices and stuff like that, um, they're a little miffed on why we don't want the landing pages like in their main menu on their, their website. Uh, these are, these are true landing pages. We're running specific traffic to them and the rest of their congregation isn't necessarily going to see them, uh, because they're designed to appeal to a different uh, type of person. Um, but we, you know, we, we're trying to be a little more flexible as we get time to develop stuff. So we have a WordPress plugin now, if churches would prefer to do it themselves, uh, the WordPress plugin lets them, you know, to their heart's desire, tweak all the design elements of it. Um, for us, it's really just that the video embed and that button, those are the two, our two big KPIs we're tracking are the, you know, how many people watch, uh, we, we actually track how many people watch the full video. So like, uh, a hundred percent of it. That's, that's our KPI. We tell us about the video. Well, so there's a lot of different videos. Um, the, the videos we we're going from a, a topical approach. So like it starts with keyword research and, and that's where our content team, uh, sort of gets their creative briefings from is, is, you know, what is the meaning of life? I keep going back to that example, but it's, it's a good one. Uh, we know how many people are Googling what is the meaning of life? We think it's a really good question for churches to be able to uh, speak into, so we, uh, so for that video specifically, we, we made an animated video. Um, when we can, we make them animated because we also do stuff in other countries and it lets them localize it into their own language a lot easier. Um, but actually for that one, we, we, we worked with the, the Bible project guys. So John Collins and Tim Mackey, uh, wrote the script for it. And, um, and man, we did a, a really big extensive split test of different animation styles and stuff like that trying to arrive at the one that we could sort of hang our hats on would be the the most effective by you know our sort of market research but uh they're short it's it's about a two two and a half minute video um and uh yeah that's a that's the meaning of life one we, we have ones that are that are not animated we've got sort of testimony stories with uh, a couple talking about their struggle with considering divorce and stuff like that. Um, and we're, we're always testing out other ones. Like we had an idea a while back to run campaigns only in the middle of the night. So from like, you know, midnight to 5 AM and the, the landing page is literally designed for people who can't sleep. Um, cause we, we'd seen data that, you know, in the, in those time periods, you get these weirdly very vulnerable responses and stuff. So we, we didn't, it was just an idea. So like, I literally, we, we filmed me talking to the camera for a, a, a short video saying, Hey, Hey, if you're watching this, uh, chances are you're having trouble sleeping. Um, and we just want you to know that, that God loves you and whatever you have going on. Like it's, uh, you know, someone's here on this page, you want to click this button, you can talk to somebody now and they'll, they'll respond to you. Um, so yeah, we, we have all sorts of stuff and, and that's the, the thing. Um, another little technical note, um, is so, if, you know, the church's domain is church.com or whatever. Uh, we technically it's, it's one page. Um, and on top of that, we have, uh, an endless number of JavaScript tags that we can load into the URL. Um, so that, that's how we figured out to add more landing pages on. Cause in the beginning, it literally was creating a new page on every church's website. Anytime we wanted to add one, 
Um, but then we had a really intelligent developer who was like, look, well, we can do it. We can do it this way. We can have literally an infinite number. And when we want to create a new landing page, we could create a new landing page and push it to all 400 something churches at, at one moment. Nice. It's yeah. dynamic. That's wonderful. All right. So Chad, um, give, give us all the info, like the best way people can find you, um, when they contact you, what to expect, you know, that kind of, kind of step us through that process a little bit. So that those that, that want to learn more or want to get on board or, you know, wh- whatever stage they are in this thought process, what do they do? They've heard about this awesome thing. Tell them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so if a church is interested, they can just go to cvoutreach.com and uh, there's a button on the page to fill out a little form for the ad grant partnership. And what happens after that is we, we have a whole community team. Um, so that's, that's the ministry version of a, of a sales team, even though we're, we don't, you know, we're not selling anything. Um, but they'll, they'll reach out and, uh, and walk the person, the church through the entire process. So we, we start with people that are at all different places. So they, we start with people who have literally never heard of Google for nonprofits and we help them create their Google for nonprofits account, get approved. Uh, now you got to get validated through TechSoup. They like our community team are the experts on getting onboarded to the ad grant. So they, they'll be the person to talk you through the whole thing. They'll answer any questions you have about you know how it's free which is a a very frequently asked question um and then after that point like once you're on the ad grant uh that community team member is always there if you have questions or concerns um we have a private facebook group for partners who you know that's just another means of communication and then we have an adwords team and so one of our adwords uh gurus will will be running the account and uh, you know, we'll be pushing traffic to the page and, and hopefully what happens is they'll just get uh, emails from people wanting to talk about who knows what, all sorts of issues. Hopefully, you know, people that uh, that have an interest in, in the gospel and want to talk about something that'll lead them to Jesus. Information, one last time, Chad, so they can type this thing in and get signed up. Yep, cvoutreach.com. Send us an email, podcast at churchmag. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll be sure to share it on an upcoming episode. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. cvoutreach.com. Come on, people. Jump on it.